Hi there guys, welcome back to Perspective Convo. Um, sorry I haven't been posting, you know, more episodes or anything, but uh, life's been a kind of hectic as you can probably see by the title of this episode, um, as well as been dealing with online schooling, which is a struggle in itself. So welcome back. Uh, this is episode two. Um, I thought I'd give a proper introduction this time. I don't think I did a great job in the last episode. So here it goes. So my name is Shivi. I'll be your host for Perspective Convo. Um, here we like to talk about, you know, a multitude of issues and, you know, just news and other current events that, you know, uh, particularly interest, you know, all walks of life. We like to talk about social constructs, political issues, uh, mental health, physical health, um, you know, and those in itself have such broad uh, categories and perspectives um, as well. So there's a lot to talk about, um, as well as things that I find rather interesting as well. Uh, research and what I learned from school, new things I learned along the way as well with, you know, providing with you all with these podcasts and just um, listening to other people's experiences, exchanges um, with my guest speakers. And yes, guest speakers, I like to have guest speakers on to be able to have the open dialogue with other professionals with topics that we'll be talking about or people who have experienced same issues, you know, within their communities or wherever they live and share their perspectives. So again, welcome to Perspective Convo. Uh, you, you also have a Instagram uh, page as well, at Perspective underscore Convo. And that's where I would be hopefully uh, uh, would like to share information um, and posts on, you know, what we talk about in these episodes. I just need to figure out how to do that, but we'll get there. As well as we'll be uh, sharing promo posts of, you know, each episode. And on those posts, um, I would love to hear comments from you guys as to how you found the episode. Um, you know, all criticism is good criticism. What do you want to want me to talk about next? And just questions and concerns and comments you have as well. And so, yeah. So as you can tell by the uh, title of today's episode, um, it's on my COVID-19 experience. So, yes, um, you might all be wondering, uh, oh, did he catch COVID? And yes, I did actually uh, contract COVID uh, back in October, um, which led to me having to be isolated at home and kind of, you know, tune out uh, from the social and the outside world. So, yeah, and just want to say that I was fortunate enough to be able to come out of this unscathed whereas many millions of people, millions and millions of people um, have lost so much, you know, uh, loved, so many loved ones and so many lives have been lost due to this virus and this pandemic. And my heart truly goes out to them. And I pray for those people still suffering, you know, comfort and safety. And it's, it's hard and it's frustrating, I understand. And it's unimaginable and unbearable the loss of a loved one so I do pray for you all who have lost loved ones and have experienced tremendous hardship throughout these times um so yeah um so I want to be able the reason why I'm bringing my experience is I'm hoping that it will be able to you know 
uh, shed some light on other people who might be confused or um, who might not have heard somebody who's caught in COVID, uh, actually, because for myself and my my friends from school, work, and just my friends from home, back home here, um, I was one of the first ones to ever contract COVID, especially within the family as well. And it was new territory. It was, you know, um, it was, you know, scary. It was, you know, um, you know, I was in a panic when I first found out too, and I didn't know what to do or what, what was the next steps. Um, so yeah, so here we go for the story. It might help to bring out a calendar, to be honest, um, uh, just for uh, uh, perspective, um, because I'll be sharing some dates with you in this story. So let's begin. So I began to experience symptoms on the 12th of October. Um, these symptoms were not really aligned with what symptoms COVID-19 actually had. So uh, so with that knowledge, we can tell that, you know, people who contract COVID can experience similar to different things within their, you know, range of symptoms. Um, so with me, I had extreme chills. I had extreme body aches, migraines, and not so much. I didn't really have a fever, um, but I... Uh, I kind of had a runny nose and um, later on throughout my isolation I found that my breathing had become more shallow and till this day it's kind of hard my I think my lung capacity has changed um, so yeah October 12th I went and got uh, I, I began to have symptoms and feeling sick on October uh, 15th I decided to get tested um, after I called 811 and I booked an appointment to get tested at a you know a local um, drive-in testing site and so on the 15th I went and got tested I was told that you know positive test results come back within 24 to 48 hours and that negative test results would usually come back at around 48 to 72 hours um, so I would get a call back if I had if my test results came back positive and I would get a text back or an email of some sorts uh, if my test results came back negative. So I waited and I waited and then October 19th came around and throughout the 15th to the 19th I was doing my due diligence by checking an online uh, website, My eHealth, which is like an account you can make where you can book, you know, blood tests, reports and, you know, as well as um, you know, get your reports back and see, you know, your results. And this is also a place where I could check my COVID-19 results. Um, but it was quite a hassle um, as to how I could see my results. Um, I needed a certain lab number and I need to call uh, another uh, toll-free number to receive it. Um, but they didn't really have my number initially. So it seemed like maybe it wasn't processed. My, my test results weren't processed or my test itself wasn't being processed yet. So I waited and I kept on calling back for a lab report number. And by the 19th, I was able to have it. And I checked and I waited a bit for a couple hours. And then in the evening on the 19th of October, my test results came back and they were positive. I was extremely scared. I was in a panic. I like ran into my room and I was just like, like, you know, I'll be honest with you. I was like quite upset. 
um, uh, not only with myself because I thought that I was say I was being safe. I thought I was following, you know, um, the rules. I had my mask on. I made sure to keep my distance and always carrying a bottle of you know, a sanitizer, Purell, and like spraying myself when I go home or taking a shower. Um, but you know, um, it's those unconscious, you know, um behaviors or actions that, you know, tend to maybe slip us up and, you know, unwillfully we end up, you know, uh, getting COVID or, you know, just a little slip up along the day and it could change your, you know, uh, your life completely in terms of, you know, COVID. Um, so before uh, I quit my job, I was working at a server, I was a server at a restaurant. So that's one of the possible ways where I thought I might have gotten COVID. Um, but at the same time, I, I have no idea. Could could I, someone could simply get COVID just by hanging out with their friends, even if you are social distancing and you know lathering yourself up with sanitizer, and still contract COVID again with the unconscious, you know, maybe putting your mask down and like you know for a second and then putting it back on and not sanitizing your hands and whatnot. So, yeah. So nineteenth, I got my test results back through online. I didn't get a call yet. And on the 21st of October, I ended up receiving a call from public health from the Abbotsford uh, Hospital, uh, Fraser Health. And uh, they told me, hey, your test results came back. Do you know what they are? And I was like, yes, I checked online. They are positive. And um, so they told me to be isolated and to make a list of people I've been in contact with but prior to that, I had already contacted everyone that I was in contact with, uh, you know, just to let them know that you might, you know, I, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I, I got COVID. I tested positive for COVID. Please, you know, call 811, the nurse's hotline, and see if you need to get tested and, you know, just follow what they have to say. And again, I'm very sorry. So I was ex feeling extremely guilty to the fact that I even had COVID and, you know, the possible people at work in places where I could have, you know, given it to. And so on the, and so on the 21st, when they called me, like I said, they told me to be isolated till November 2nd. And so I was like, okay, so, and with me, whenever I have important phone calls or or, you know, conversations which I find that are important, you know, jot down notes. I jotted down the note for this specific one as well. Uh, being, you know, isolated till November 2nd, you know, can contact, I mean, uh, we'll call you back for contact tracing, they said, and we'll call back within a couple of days or so. And I never heard back from them uh, after that, actually, um, until they kind of released me, which is another story within itself. But... Um, yeah, uh, they didn't call back for contact tracing, but I made sure prior to them calling uh, first initially, uh, I contact everyone and let them know. Um, and my work also shut down for a couple of days. They did some cleaning as well, uh, which was good. And so, yeah, um, so throughout my entire isolation, it was quite hard on me and my mental health. And especially now that my physical health was being quite compromised as well, um, I began to feel extremely depressed. I began to feel extremely anxious as well, worried for my own mother who at her age is high risk in itself and as well as has an immune deficiency. So she's already immunocompromised 
and you know it was a very scary thought and so um i made sure that my mother didn't come downstairs where you know my room is downstairs and my grandparents were you know sent to my uncle and aunt's house for safety precautions um so yeah and um sadly um but fortunately enough um my mother contracted covid with little to no symptoms and i was so grateful to you know hear that she was doing well but the fact that she caught covid really scared me as well and i was extremely upset with that as well um uh so but luckily we both came out unscathed um and i do understand that many many millions of millions of people were less fortunate in these circumstances and so after the you know the initial call from 20 on the 21st and then finding out my mom got covid and you know just going through my mental health dilemmas feeling depressed feeling so guilty feeling you know so ashamed and what not i thought i did everything right i thought i was being you know uh cautious and what not um i reached out to friends did a lot of facetimes and video calls and you know texting and stuff to distract my mind and to make sure that uh you know i had people i had a support system and with the support system my system i really do want to thank both my older sisters monica and barsha who really did their due diligence in taking care of me and my mother through this pandemic through our isolations and making sure we were fed making sure groceries were in the home and what not and um i think it's support like that which a lot of people um aren't fortunate aren't are not fortunate to have but really do need it and so i i really do uh want to speak out to that that i think it's important that you know through these um hard times it is so important that we do have a proper support system people we can rely on lean on in in struggling situations like this and um i hope that you all are able to uh have a support system or or begin to establish one even and yeah i just wanted to put that out there as well so um november 2nd came around which was my day to be free and my mom already got the call back uh that she was free prior to uh i think on the last week of october and so um uh but i was still supposed to be isolated apparently as per my initial phone call with public health so November 2nd came around. I didn't get a call back, so I was quite confused. So, I was like maybe they just need another day or something. So, yes, so on November the 3rd, I still didn't get a call back, so I called 811. They uh did an assessment and they seemed quite confused as for what I was supposed to do and uh what were the next steps for me. And so they just said wait for the call back and so I called Abbotsford uh hospital where I got my initial call from from their public health unit and I got transferred a couple times from Abbotsford Hospital to, you know, different units within the building, I guess. And it could seems like they were quite confused as well. And so I finally reached their unit and it went straight to voicemail, so I made sure to leave my voicemail there um to so they can contact me and I can figure out what to do next. and then i also called uh cdc bc services and wanted to ask them as well and they were a bit hesitant as well as to what information to give me as well 
with in part that I was on the side of the river, the Fraser River, that, uh, you know, is Delta, Surrey, Langley, and which had the higher, the more higher cases of COVID-19. So they also told me to wait for, you know, uh, the call from public health. So <clears throat> October, I mean, sorry, November 4th came around, or I believe it was November 5th came around and I got a call back from public health. And they said, oh, hi, we are so sorry that no one got back to you yet. Um, someone should have called you a while ago. I'm like, yeah, I was supposed to be uh, released on November 2nd, right? And just to, you know, clarify and to make sure. And they said, no, you're supposed to be released on October 22nd, which was the day after they initially called me. And so I was like, oh, um, and I found out that she was the initial person that called me too. And I was like, you were the person who called me first, right? And she was like, yeah, I'm like, oh, but I wrote down here when we had our first discussion, November 2nd, she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know how that happened. So whatnot. I mean, I kind of understand like we were, the COVID-19 cases were rising and we we're backed up and whatnot. And Bonnie Henry made new restrictions to be able to, you know, give some leeway into our public health system and, you know, uh, reduce the backup and whatnot. But at the same time, there's so many people who, you know, um, again, with the mental health issues and, you know, the physical burdens of having COVID-19 throughout my isolation, I had developed a soaring sheer pain in my lower right abdomen by my rib cage area. And it wasn't due to me coughing too much and maybe possibly uh, creating a fracture out of it. Um, and I didn't hurt myself since I was in isolation and you can only watch so much Netflix at a time. And so, yeah, it was, it was, it was quite strange. And it was um, the fact that I had this pain, even after my isolation, this pain continued to, uh, continue to, you know, affect me. Um, but anyways, um, after hearing that I was free to leave my isolation, I went and quit my job at, at the restaurant I served at um, because I thought that my mental health isn't where I want it to be right now. Uh, working here especially, I was very unhappy working there. And so I finally got a job in my field and I feel much better now and I feel more fulfilled. And the experience with isolation, my COVID-19 experience really taught me a lot as to, you know, um, uh, that I was especially being so fortunate enough to be unscathed by this and it really gave me a reality check as to how important this really this situation this pandemic really is I mean not that I took it lightly in the beginning but I think it's very important that we all do our part in wearing a mask that we all do our part in you know uh using the hand sanitizer and making sure we wash up when we come back home from the outside and as well as following social distancing rules and restrictions and uh, large gatherings and whatnot because one slip up can potentially cost someone's life and I was sincerely and you know extremely in a panic and restlessness you know thinking about my mother who had was already high risk as it was and she contracted COVID and I was extremely scared for her. And so I think it's simple enough to say that, you know, we live in Canada and we live in and other people who live in other countries where, you know, you have these freedoms of speech, you have these freedoms to do what you want and whatnot. 
you'd think that there'd be, you know, a sense of civic duty to be able to protect each other's lives and to care for other people's lives by just simply wearing a mask, by simply social distancing, and by simply, you know, just putting sanitizer on your hands and, you know, avoiding large gatherings. Um, I don't, I don't see what people seem to not see as to the importance of, you know, have wanting to or having to prevent, you know, more deaths in this world just through this pandemic, just because of this pandemic. And it's honestly very heart-wrenching. And the other vulnerabilities and challenges that other people face with this pandemic as well, losing their jobs, their financial burdens and situations, as well as other mental health issues, even if you haven't contracted COVID, um, it's it's honestly heart-wrenching how, as well as partners, aren't equally sharing, you know, uh, at-home duties with looking after children or cleaning up the home and stuff like that. Still, I don't understand why there isn't uh, an unequal disposition to, you know, partners who lack or lack the need to be able to support their other partners and sharing, you know, equal tasks at home and whatnot and making things more challenging, especially like, you know, when one partner has lost, you know, their jobs or both partners are working and the child seems to uh, not be able to go to school or whatnot. And so taking the time out of that and supporting one another is one of the most important things that you can do as well throughout this pandemic. And um, I'm not going to lie, I'm extremely frustrated and I'm extremely, you know, you know, uh, uh, sad to see such behaviors happening throughout, you know, um, this pandemic, throughout this year, um, uh, as well as, you know, we can, as with Canada as a nation and as well as other countries around the world, I think it's important that we're able to, you know, um, view the examples of other countries in other provinces or states or what have you around the world. Um, BC used to be one of the um, uh, model provinces in Canada that had dealt with COVID-19. And now we have seemed to slip the ball. The ball has slipped and we have, you know, become no better than the rest of the country or the rest of the world uh, with how we've handled COVID-19. Um, restrictions are in place, yes, but enforcement has, you know, enforcement is just another issue. You can't, in, you can't mandate and make restrictions if things have not been enforced in a proper manner, or if people do not believe that it is their civic duty to be able to protect other people's lives throughout this pandemic is very sad to me. And, you know, what does that say about humanity as well? And I think a good comparison we can make or compare and contrast to this is how Hong Kong has, you know, treated the pandemic. Um, their government seems to have failed them um, uh, in saying that, you know, masks shouldn't be mandatory and whatnot. But the protesters who were protesting the Hong Kong government initially, um, the leaders of the protests began to organize their own, you know, uh, COVID-19, you know, uh, you know, awareness and policies and what we should do, what they should not do. And what they did was distribute masks, give more self-awareness and other things like that. And, um, you know, just a simple 
cloth or a simple, you know, disposable mask on your face is what can change the world significantly or change your country or where you live significantly and putting things back to a better situation than they already are. And I think Hong Kong does a a a good uh, representation of that, of how important a mask can be and um, how uh, a mask is a very small price to pay for, you know, maybe your ego or whatnot. So, yeah. And so I'm... So yeah, that's my COVID-19 experience. And as well, I just want to talk about those other few things because I think they're important to call out. And I want to also express that Perspective Convo isn't just a place where you can listen, um, but it's a place where I or we would like to listen as well. So in our promo uh, post on Instagram, uh, please do send your questions, your concerns, how your mental health has been affected, what this pandemic has had, what kind of effect this pandemic has been an effect on you. So please do share on our posts um, and let your voices be heard. Share your experiences because at the end of the day, the ability to direct one's thinking, adapt to one's circumstances and learn from one's experiences is what true intelligence is, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And just wanted to let you all know that um, we're on Spotify, we're on Overcast. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Radio Cast, I believe. And look out for um, more episodes along the way. It'll probably take me a while, um, to be honest. But thanks for listening. And be safe, be kind, be healthy, and be happy. Bye-bye. Yes. Um, I would also like to mention how um, you can reach out to services. You can reach out to CDC, uh, BC Services. You can reach out to 811 Nurses Hotline. Um, you can reach out to, you know, these services as well as mental health services like Kids Help Phone, the Crisis Line, um, because you are entitled to, you know, be able to be heard, to be able to have questions, to be able to be curious. When I contacted CDC and, you know, trying to figure out whether I was able to, you know, leave my home or not, um, uh, I was extremely, you know, confused. And um, they also told me that, uh, I was able to leave my isolation, but the thing was that I still had COVID in my system, but it was no longer infectious. Um, it was no longer, my COVID was unable to be affected by others, um, but I'm still able to catch other people's COVID and potentially get sick again or transfer to other people. So I'd like to keep that in mind as well. Um, but as well as we are in such a darkness with this pandemic, and when I had a conversation with CDC over the phone, they also stated how a person simply with a lack of appetite got tested and it came back positive. So we can see just by that, that, you know, this virus has different impacts on people, but doesn't, you know, that shouldn't stray away from the fact that this still has taken people's lives. But it's also very important because of that, that you should be curious, that you should be cautious, that you should do your due diligence and 
you know, when your body feels like there's something wrong, that it might be the simplest as a flu, a lack of appetite, problems with your digestive system, make sure you call 811, make sure you get the, go to the appropriate services and whatnot and get answers for your queries. So that's all I want to say at the end. So thank you.